how's it going? How you doing, Mark? Good. So there was this uh, list on NFL.com I wanted to ask you about. Tom Pellicero puts it out. He, he does it every year where he looks at people who are around the league, say, will be, you know, future head coaches or candidates. And, you know, I know you interviewed last year, but your, your name was on it. I just, you know, wanted to ask you for about your reaction when, you know, people think of Gerard Mayo, they're starting to say future NFL head coaches. What does that mean to you? Well, it's definitely an honor. Uh, I definitely aspire to be a head coach in this in this league. Uh, at the same time, I would say, like, I'm really focused on this season. We'll see what happens uh, at the end of the year. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Next question, Evan Lazar. Hey, Gerard. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I wanted to ask you about uh, Jawan Bentley and, and just how you've seen him grow in coverage this year. It seems like he's uh, in the right spot more times than not. Yeah, he's definitely grown um, as a player, both on the field and off the field. Um, his practice habits have, have tremendously improved. Not to say that he was a poor practice guy, but this guy is really, you know, he's really taking his game to the next level. Uh, whether we're talking about blitzing, tackling, covering, like he's just doing a good job uh, overall. Definitely a better coverage player, not only in zone, but also man-to-man -man coverage. Got it. And I also uh, a quick question about the Titans as well. What do you see um, specifically from their play-action passing game that makes them so efficient there? Uh, well, the play-action passing game is always more efficient if you have a good running game. And they've had a good running game here for the last few years. Um, they still have a bunch of backs that can run it. They're very physical up front. And that opens up lanes in the back end because the linebackers are trying to get downhill and stop a good running attack. So. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, Evan. Next question, Chris Ryan. Hey, Gerard, how are you? Good, how are you, Chris? Good. Um, you know, it's often been said that Bill Belichick teams peak at the, the right time, and this is kind of the, the time of year for the Patriots. Uh, why do you think the team does that? And, you know, how do you build to this moment? No, honestly, I'm not sure why that happens. I would say, you know, with the shorter training camps and not as many tour days just in general, teams start to – they have to, you know, use the first few weeks to try to get to know one another, right, and see where they fit in the scheme. I would say, you know, these guys are coming together nicely right now. Um, obviously, you're only as good as your last performance, so we got to play good this week. I want to ask you about Matt and as well as Juwan in terms of their pass coverage and how they can drop back or rush. Um, Bill was talking about that this morning. How important is that for a linebacking core to have that ability to, to be good in pass coverage as well as rushing? And how do you, you see that in regard to the strength of the defense? Yeah, it's been that way for a long time, you know, just having backers that can both rush and cover. Uh, it, it obviously gives the offensive line, uh, the offensive lines around the league trouble. You know, anytime you have a good pass rusher that's dropping, now you kind of get a two for one, right? So you you buy the you buy the tackle and can also now cover a back. So anytime you can get those two for one opportunities in this game, um, it's always a bonus. And we have the benefit of having a bunch of guys that can rush and cover. Next question, Andrew Callahan. Hey, Gerard, it's good to see you. Um, first, you're worried about us uh, seeing your eye there. Everything all right? No, 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 I was wrestling. I was wrestling in the, in the weight room, but I'm good, though. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Um, real quick, we know the players got the weekend off. Um, did you as a staff get Friday, Saturday? Did you get any time off there? No days off. <laughs> no days off. Hey, that's the, you know, those are the few times where it's like, man, I retired too early from being a player. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. all good, though. You know, I'm doing what I like to do. And, um, you know, we, we came in. We, we, we got to take a breather, but at the same time, we were working. So. 
Gotcha. Um, so I just wanted to ask you about uh, just kind of facing two back offenses here, which I know were a little bit more uh, popular maybe earlier in your career versus what you're seeing now. Just how does that not necessarily complicate, but when you're seeing offenses do things that are not necessarily common across the league with a particular opponent, how does that affect your preparation and how you look at them versus most of the league that's kind of playing one back? Yeah, these offenses, uh, you know, I'm a huge believer in being a contrarian anyway, right? So like, all these offenses that go to smaller people and now you face an offense that has bigger, you know, so they start to build their defense to face smaller, you know, faster offenses. And then they run into a powerhouse, you know, that can just run the ball and average four or five yards of carry. It's always difficult. And I would say, you know, you, you see some of these teams trying to get to the two back runs by putting tight ends back there, right? Because like, to your point, there aren't as many true fullbacks like when I played. And so now you're starting to see tight ends back there, uh, you know, with these two back schemes. And I would say anytime you have two backs in the backfield, whether the fullbacks lined up, you know, in a straight line, if he's offset to one side or the other, he can create an extra gap. And so that's what makes it hard anytime you have a, you know, a second guy back there, anywhere he inserts it actually, you know, now the space is different. And so like, if you don't practice against that, and we have the benefit here because we have a fullback, right? So we, we, we've seen it a lot. And we've also played teams this year that have done that. So uh, it's definitely difficult because they can insert anywhere. Appreciate it, John. No, thanks, Andrew. Next question, Phil Perry. Gerard, who are you wrestling? Hello, Philip. Well, I, I, we need to know who got the best of you, man. No, no, I didn't. See, see, actually, it was my brother. I'm wrestling my brother. Oh, okay. You know, just kind of like old school stuff. It's that's his, ter that's his territory. Always, he will always be my little brother. <laughs> that's his territory, though. He's, he's no, probably trying right. to defend that in there. That's right. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I had a question just in terms of um, some of the offenses that you guys have faced of late. Like a lot of, you know, if you if you look at the coaching trees, some um, some relationships there, you know, whether it's like the Jets um, and LaFleur and, you know, the Falcons and Arthur Smith and now the Titans coming up here. Like a lot of that, you know, quote unquote, you know, Shanahan style, you know, wide zone type of running game. Um First of all, is that is that accurate that there are some similarities between, you know, the Browns throw them in there too with Stefanski, but like, do you notice week after week seeing a stretch like this that there are similarities and does that help you guys get ready? Are the techniques similar in terms of how you're trying to, to play that that style of, of offense um, when you see those types of teams back to back? Yeah, I, I would definitely say there are some similarities, but they all they each have their own individual wrinkles to the scheme as well, whether it's tempo, whether it's I would say the scheme is pretty similar, but the techniques are different. Does that make sense? So whether, you know, this offensive line, it could be the exact same play, but the offensive line blocks it differently. Right. So they high arm you versus try to reach you. OK, so all that stuff is different. And we, you know, you know, we said it a thousand times, like we're a game plan defense anyway. So we like to change as well because they're looking at the same thing. Right. So they're looking at how did we play teams that supposedly fell off the same tree? And so they're like, all right. So now it's like that chess match. And if you look at the game, if you look at the Falcons game, you know, honestly, we saw, you know, we saw some gun runs. So they're always like wrinkles in the scheme. So, you know, you just got to go out there and play, you know, play with good fundamentals. Um, I said one follow up speaking of fundamentals because um, Dante was talking about um, Kyle Duggar the other day in a press conference. And he mentioned the word flipper. Uh, 
can you tell us what the flipper is and and uh, how you coach that? Yeah, if I told you how to coach the flipper, then everyone's going to watch this video and everyone's going to use the flipper. So, but really what it, <laughs> you know, honestly, the flipper is old school, old school technique, just, you know, just trying to get guys off of you. And, and those guys do a good job. We practice that every day. That is that um, a difficult thing to get guys to buy into do? I mean, those guys are putting themselves in the harm way, harm's way, whether it's Dante or Juwan, we're watching them run full speed into guards a lot of times and, and yeah. using that technique. So is that, is that a, is that a rare thing that you have a couple guys that are really open to doing that? I mean, you you look at most most guys that you know once they get out of college, they don't really practice the flipper. They're more just hat in hands and go right, just run over the top. Just run. but here in this league, like eventually, especially when you play in odd spacing sometimes, or even in four down spacing sometimes, like you have to be able to get a guy that's a hundred pounds heavier than you off of you. And so, how you know whatever technique you use to do that, hopefully the flipper is part of your arsenal. I'll, you, I'll teach you. I'll teach you when I see you. Okay, please don't. It sounds like it hurts. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Am I good? Stephanie? Uh, final question, Zach Cox. Yeah. I know he had his hand, he had his hand up, and I was like, I was, I was just I was like waiting that. for the uh, I was waiting for the go-ahead <laughs> there. You got the Bart Simpson color hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you about uh, about Kyle. Um, he's seems to be just kind of around the ball all the time in the last couple of weeks, whether it's been pass breakups, the, the pick six, the forced fumbles, have you seen improvement from him over the course of this season? Or is it just a case where the, the plays are kind of now finally showing up on the stat sheet? Uh, you know, I would say he's definitely getting better. You know, all these guys are getting better the more we play, you know, the more we play together. And I would say those guys up front are doing a good job allowing the linebackers, whether we're talking inside or outside linebackers, you know, those guys are doing a great job. You know, Carl and Gashon, Barmore, all those guys are, you know, sometimes taking two to free to free our guys up. And, you know, Kyle's our Swiss Army knife, a guy that can play on the line. You, can, you know, all these guys can do it, but I would say Kyle can do a little bit of everything at a very high level. And the plays come in bunches, and he's doing well. All right. Thank you very much.